party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by Uncle Yo, geeky comedian and host of Chroniclers of Darkness, a storytelling podcast set in the new world of darkness for a game of So Now You're a Time Traveler by Nick Wendig. So Now You're a Time Traveler is a game about continuum agents, protecting the time stream and ensuring that history goes off according to the history books. It's super fun, it's cool, it's two pages, and it's free, so you should absolutely check it out. A link to the game can be found in the show notes. Now, here's my dilemma, party people. A few weeks ago, when I recorded this with Uncle Yo, I gave past me the night off. And now, I know that the recording happens because I have the audio file, which means I have to travel back in time and record the episode. Now, I know what you're thinking. Jeff, you have a TARDIS. You've used it when you played Doctor Who. Why don't you just travel back in time with that? Well, the problem is the TARDIS is in the shop. But I think I know what I'm going to do. You see, in So Now You're a Time Traveler, the time machine is built into your body. You are the time machine. So I think if I just close my eyes and will myself, I could travel back in time. I don't know if it's going to work, but it kind of has to. So here we go. Time travel on three. One, two, three. Time travel. Am I here? I'm good? Okay, we're here. My guest this week is Uncle Yo. Uncle Yo, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. I'm excited to be here. So, up top, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners at home, talk about what you've got going on. No, oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. I discovered uh, you through Twitter as you ended up going to the first ever convention I ever performed in before I ever put on a silver tie. Uh, my name is uh, Uncle Yo. That is a stage name. I'm a geek-specific stand-up comedian, and uh, I perform at Japanese anime, comic book, and video game conventions. I've been emceeing, hosting cosplay masquerades and uh, charity auctions, opening closing ceremonies, slew of my other programming and fun of that. I've been doing that for about seven, eight years. A couple of people can recognize me from an old podcast I used to run. Uh, we Are the Geek. I picked up that feed. I'm now doing a weekly narrative serial horror podcast. And I know you've done some White Wolf on the show before, so kudos to you. Yes, yes, we have. We- we, uh, we played Promethean, which is a very a very two-player friendly White Wolf game. I I had said that in my lecture that we gave earlier at Kineticon this year. It really runs very well as as a first person, especially with, with an older character. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you. Big fan of, of Promethean. Really loved how you pulled that episode together. Oh, thank you so much. So, yeah. So on either YouTube.com uh, slash Uncle Yo or on the We Are The Geek feed, that's where I am. All my stuff's out there on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. There's a couple other projects I have coming out, but they are most definitely NSFW. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so this week we are playing So Now You're a Time Traveler. <laughs> Everyone has to have goals. Everyone's got goals. <laughs> so the So Now You're a Time Traveler is a game about time travel. It is a game about, um, in the future, I'm just going to read the opening crawl of the game, in fact, because it kind of sums things up perfectly. It's tersely and wonderful, and the fact that this game is only two pages in length means you can have it read, up, and character ready within a half an hour. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really like it. So, the good news is you don't need a time machine. The first thing everyone does when they invent a time machine is go forward in time until somebody has a better time machine, and then they steal that one. And the best time machine is one that can't be lost or stolen, 
one that doesn't use any fuel and never breaks down, the best time machine is you. You are playing an agent of the Continuum, which is uh, an organization of time agents that make sure that things happen the way they're supposed to happen, because history won't fix itself. Rarely does. So why don't you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how long you've been a time agent, maybe some of the things that you've helped happen as are scheduled to happen, some of your amazing feats, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, most of the epic stuff has to end up being classified, but tonight I decide to play Rick Branson, and uh, we have a definite setting for tonight, which I think you guys are going to get a kick out of, as uh, I am planning my own and have catered and hosted so many of these possible events. I'm playing a, uh, I'm playing a sort of very early, just fresh out of uh, Penn State, Jason Statham type, if you will. Um, Rick Branson has learned from his years at Pet Boy, impromptu car repair, as well as uh, just contacts with within a lot of repair, a lot of crafts. Used to do maybe some speed racing and, and drifting around the Midwest where he grew up. At Penn State, he was part of the wrestling squad or the wrestling team. I, I don't know what sports groups are when they get together. I'm assuming it's like a pod or a Venn diagram. That's where he learned a lot of wrestling, self-defense, and chokeholds which is why the Continuum uh, picked him up. And uh, most of the stuff that he has been able to do won't come about until another, I want to say it's after Trump's second re-election, after he, he writes the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, so, that makes that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so we're not at liberty to necessarily discuss the things that I have successfully will do. Uh, speaking of, he also learned the art of persuasion and convincing through lying through his teeth at Trump Online University. That's a that's a good place to learn it. I feel like that's really the number one skill you're going to pick up there. It was that or MIT, and MIT was just expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, I know that you said a lot of your stuff is classified, but I gotta ask, what was the last thing that you did that draws you into the Grand Chamber of the High Continuum Overlords, where you are getting a Medal of Commendation and... Rumor has it the highest award they can give to a ju like a rookie continuum agent. Okay. Well, I was on a team. Very few of us ended up making it out all right. In fact, the leader of my team ended up being pulled out of action by a rogue time travel agent. So we're still not exactly sure uh, where Alan McKay is these days. I hope he's okay. It was really ended up being up to myself as the rest of the team held back the guards that were coming our way, I basically shut down what was going to be North Korea's first major nuclear bomb that was going to destroy the entire peninsula. The radiation was going to seep into Japan, into China. We shut that down. They put me on another mission. We shut down Iran's massive... Uh, it was meant to be for renewable energy, but we kind of all knew it was going to be a bust anyway. It was going to irradiate everything east, north, and south of the Middle East. India was going to be affected. Um, nor Northern and, and Western Russia and all of the old USSR was going to become uh, the new Three Mile Island. So, yeah, so you have saved the world. Like, capital letters, the world. So you find yourself in this big medal ceremony. Like, think the end of A New Hope. You're, you're there, you've got a medal, your friend doesn't have a medal, and that's a little weird. And you are... You're greeted by high command, and they are simultaneously, like, they look extremely old, but you know that they're even older than they look. And they put the medal around your neck, and they, they, they take the microphone, and they say, 
Agent Branson, for your extraordinary exploits in protecting the world in the time stream, we are giving you the highest honor that a an agent can have. And that is a 15-minute smoke break. And, like, everybody goes silent. The ceremony ends. You ask around a little bit, and you find out sort of the protocol for the 15-minute continuum agent smoke break. Is that you're permitted to come back looking about five to seven days older. <laughs> you just have to be back in 15 minutes. I think we can arrange that. Which ultimately works out perfectly be- because you happen to know that you've got a wedding to go to. I mean, I mean, you can't be in two places at once necessarily, but yeah, that's very true. I have an old fraternity brother, and uh, with his with his brother out of commission for some reason, I move up in the chain. So my freshman through senior roommate, uh, Jack Ripley, let's go let's go full aliens on this one. Jack Ripley is marrying his uh, Penn State sweetheart. So I got best man duties, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, you've got. You've got some responsibilities, so... And it's going to take about three days. You know, there's a lot of ceremony that goes into it. There's there's the rehearsal dinner, the ceremony, the reception. And there's the big bar trip that, like, everybody in your hometown, you know, whenever somebody gets, like, whenever something big happens like that, everybody meets at, like, the local bar. So you, you've really got to make an appearance at that as well. So it's going to be about three days. So this 15-minute smoke break could not have come at a better time. Well, technically, it could come at any time, because you're a time traveler, but, you know, you know what I mean. So. Let's take that smoke break. I've earned it. Yes, you have. <laughs> so, you, you close your eyes, you open them, and you are back in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, around the year 2016, way back when. On the day of, we'll say they're getting married on Saturday, so this will be Thursday. Got it. So it's a Thursday in May. May's a good time to get married. So, so yeah, you're back in your old stomping grounds. Describe your old stomping grounds a little bit for me. It was a little bit of a uh, of a suburban community, and we were only a couple blocks away from farms. Legitimate. These were uh, these were a lot of lilac farms. These were a lot of luxury farms. The farmers had done pretty well for themselves, but essentially everybody would either go south toward uh, Bucks County, the New Hope, Newtown area, or we would just head west, which was reluctantly called uh, Montgomery County 13th grade, which was Penn State itself. So we're very much a big Natanee Lion fan, or even for more extreme weekends, we could uh, head down to Philly in about, I don't know, maybe hour and a half, two hours if need be. It's a very picturesque farm community. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, developments that came through. We were one of the first places in Pennsylvania to get, say, a Trader Joe's and to get a, even a couple of yoga studios for, from the old uh, Rust Belt places. A lot of stuff have been, a lot of money has been coming, came into the economy when I was coming of age. But for the most part, rolling green hills, a lot of shopping centers, and really a, a nice place where someone can settle down if need be, set up a house, buy something that was post, uh, post-Civil War. This area was a uh, Pretty much established a little little after that as a nice community. We've got New Jersey a little bit to the east, but the main action is going to be either from Penn State or Philly. Beautiful, real beautiful part of the country. I honestly love it. I'm break I'm gonna break the story for just a second and say it's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, so you, you're back. You you're, you see the rolling hills. You see the Trader Joe's, and it's real popular because it's a Trader Joe's, and Trader Joe's are great. You know, you look at your watch. 
And your watch, I assume, is some sort is like a time travel watch, so it automatically kind of gives you the heads up on when and where you are specifically. It lets it lets me know, but thankfully we've got enough of a hologram display where the front of it makes it look colloquial. I mean, it, it overshot itself, so it looks like a, a leather-banded, sort of a hand-me-down Rolex, but at least it's giving a digital display and not some weird steampunky glitchy work like it, yeah. did, like it did back in the 50s. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you see that, um, well, geez, the trip is, uh, the, the bar trip is like in 15 minutes. You better get over there. Jeez, my gosh. Um, I'm not in front of uh, in front of my folks' uh, house, am I? Um, I'll say not unless you want to be. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be my best bet. And if I can just check to see if the door's unlocked, maybe I can grab a. I guess I can grab Mom's car since it's already on a Thursday, so she would still be at home. Uh, my father is still doing. Gosh, where is where is he at this point? He's probably out of out of town on on some meeting, probably a. Uh, probably borrow one of their cars, head down. I've got about a uh, 10, ah, 10, 15 minute drive, 5.30 p.m. I'm going to have a traffic problem. All right, let's check to see if the front door is at least open. Okay, I'm going to ask for a roll because uh, I think that the, the failure condition is not that you don't, is that the door is going to be unlocked either way. The failure condition is whether or not you can get the car without running into, into your mother and then you're going to have to have a talk. Well, then I'm going to have to explain how the heck am I there. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm going to ask for a roll. You got it. 1d6 coming your way. We got a 2. I got a 1. You're good. So I think what happens is you open the door. It's unlocked. You are you're grabbing your stuff. Like you grab, you grab the keys. You hear your mother in the other room. It's Rick. Rick, is that is that you? Are you back for the wedding? And you're you're already gone. So it was close. It was real close. But you're out Thank you're you. out the door, you're in the car, you get a text from your mom that's just like, stop in and chat sometime, why don't you? Well, one of these days, I'll find the time. If not, I'll have to make it. You get to the bar. It's called the bar, because there's only the one. Yeah, with uh with, with two R's. Yeah. And you it's it the parking lot is crowded. The rest of the weekend is all about, like, tradition and sort of, you know, suits and ties and all the pomp and circumstance. This is the night for everybody to just, like, cut loose and catch up. <laughs> Precisely. We got we got two days away. I think that's what all Friday is going to be, let alone what Saturday morning is. At least this gives a chance for mostly everybody to meet. Um not not exactly sure where uh, where Rose Delancey was from. I think she was somewhere out in the Midwest. But as uh, but as Jack is coming home, he, it's a local drive from all the friends that he made at Penn State versus all the friends that he grew up with here in Montgomery. So this is a this is really sort of the triumphant hero coming home. Yeah. So you so you walk in. There's a long, like wooden plank ramp that leads into the bar itself. Mm-hmm. You're walking up. And just before you get to the little side door that lets you into, like, the main meeting area, you see Jack, and he pushes his way through, and he is very upset. He sees you, and he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, Rick, I'm sorry that you made the trip out here. It's just... <laughs> we, we've been doing some talking. I talked... Talk, Paul and I, as we sat down, we had a heart-to-heart, -heart and... I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's happening. 
Whoa, whoa, calm down. Are, are his eyes puffy? Does it look like his nose is running? Or is he just more angry upset than sad upset? It's definitely a sad upset. Like, or not even a sad upset. It's a sort of a crestfallen upset. So he's been, his eyes are puffy. He's been crying. But he also seems, like, his shoulders are also slouching. Like, he's not theatrically upset. He's just down. He just feels like he's giving up. Yeah, I'm going to put my hand on, on his shoulder, too. You got to tell me all about it. You know, we must have, what, 30, 40 plus people here who want to see you guys together, at least. Is is Rose still in is Rose still in town? Yeah, she's um yeah, she's at the hotel. The family, my the family's taking her out. She's just getting ready at the hotel. I just I don't know. It's only been 8 months. Isn't that too soon? Paul says that's too soon. Hey, it's never too late for now. If I've learned anything about love, my friend. All right. Why don't you why don't we just loosen up? Let's go in. Let's see the guys. Get your mojo back on. Let's take let's take a shot. Let's just enjoy getting the guys back together. The old times back together. I'm not gonna leave you alone the way that you are right now. What kind of a best man would I be? Yeah, okay, let's get let's make another roll. You got it. Now would I be adding an extra dice because of uh persuasion, or you just prefer that I roll one? I'll give you I'll give you the second dice on that. Mm-hmm. Just make sure. <laughs> we end up getting a four. I got a three. You're perfect. You convince him to go back inside. Paul, Paul Cafferty, who was, he was your rival on the wrestling team in college. The two of you never got along. He was always a bit more, he was always a bit more into the jock image than you were. He's, and that has sort of persisted into adulthood. Like, he... And so he sees you, he kind of like puffs his chest out, he kind of throws his hand around Jack and sort of like pulls him away from you for a second, and is like, oh, look who's back, look who's back, old Rick finally making time to come home, is he been, is he, is he trying to, is he trying to liquor you up, Jack? Don't worry, you, you, you know, you know how you feel, don't let him get in your head, and he throws you just the biggest stink eye. I'm gonna grab the first round of shots then, if if this is the case. All right. You have any other any other plans? I'm gonna have to isolate Paul and see what the what the deal is with this. Okay. I mean, he's 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 wearing the premature bald spot as beautifully as ever. So yeah, yes. he's a testosterone guy. With him, it was always about brute strength. With me, it was a bit, it was always a bit more dexterous and cunning. Yeah. But then again, he always knew how to throw his weight around. Yes. Very much so. So, you sort of pull... Yeah, so, so shots get handed out. We're a little bit later in the evening. The two of you are... Have beers in hand. And, like, you're just sort of... Tersely shooting the breeze. Mm-hmm. And he's like, So, what are you doing these days? Nobody seems to know, like, what you're due. It's been a lot of uh, floating practice. It's been a lot of weird stuff. I mean, I thanks to Penn State, I'm getting a lot of uh, what have you, uh, business management, business management degrees, and I I kind of just blow it off with a lot of administrative talk, going back and forth. Maybe I'm following my dad around the country. Maybe I'm not. But I was uh, taking some time in um, I was taking some time in Asia, of all places, try to find myself, look for some more business opportunities. The way the global the way the global economy is going right now, it 
Pickens are pretty sweet right now. I mean, not like the girls that we have at home, obviously, but the Pickens are pretty sweet right now. We've got the Brexit, and I happen to know in a, in a couple of years from now, we're going to have what's called the Jexit as Japan tries to leave Asia altogether. But we'll. But I think my boss is going to stop that. I don't need <laughs> to tell them. I don't need to tell them about Jexit or the Jettison, as it ends up being called. Ah, oh, that's a really good name. That's a good hash. That's a good hashtag. That's quality ha- hashtag. Hashtag Jettison. They want out. So. Yeah, so he hears all that, and you can see him get insecure. He's like, I'm doing pretty well, too. Uh, you know, I manage the garage now. Like, I manage, I manage, it's Paul's, it's Paul's now. It's Paul's garage. Or, well, it's not yet, but it's gonna be in, like, a year to two years. It's gonna be Paul's garage. Great, so we're going to set up like a, a foosball table and a ping pong, and you're going to take down the sign that y- your grandfather carved above that? All right, I guess I, I guess it was overdue for a facelift. Are you, are you making fun of me right now? Like, do you, got, do, you got, do you got beef with me? Is that what this is? What's your deal? I wouldn't worry too much about it. I'm, uh, I'm pretty much vegan these days. Don't have as much time to chew the fat as, as I used to. I want to do my best to just physically get myself alone alone with Jack, and it doesn't look like Paul wants that to happen. He doesn't. Mm. Now, what about you, man? I mean, are you bringing any, you, are you bringing anybody to the wedding? I'm asking, I'm asking Paul directly. Sure. Uh, no, I'm going stag. I'm, I might try to pick somebody up, you know. You know, Pickens are good at a wedding. Fair enough, fair enough, alright. Um, shoot, I don't know if I have any more cash for me. Paul, you want to uh, you want to go up and grab the next round? Uh, just let him know it's a it's a green TD bank visa last name obviously. How about yeah. one more uh, one more tequila round? Sounds good. Fucking hey, old days. Junior year when we Shoot. crashed it. Yeah. He stands up. He stands up. Jaeger shots all around. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what what you what what drinks you actually ordered. No, he doesn't. What a, what a jerk. Yeah, how is Jack looking? Is he is his face even closer to the table? He is he's pretty he's pretty wobbly. Mm-hmm. He's he's at that drunk stage where he's like just staring off in middle distance. And it looks like he's just real intently looking at the rules for shuffleboard. <laughs> I want to ask Jack when when did he and Rose have the fight? Is this is this a perpetual fight, or did this really come out of nowhere? So you sit down from him, and yeah, you ask him that, and he says, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't have a fight. I just, I just, I was talking to Paul, and he says that it's really soon, and he doesn't know if like if getting married might now might be too soon. Like, you're talking I don't know. about a, you're talking about a guy who's taking over his grandfather and father's garage. I think we can safely say he's peaked." You see the bald spot? He's just going to be gaining more face over the next decade. He's already gained a little bit of face. Like, it's there. Dude, you're top of our class. You can get out and head anywhere that you want. What about what about last year's trip to Portland that uh, you and Rose took? What about that whole tour of the North, of the North Pacific megalomania? Oh, By the way, fabulous. I figured you were going to go back and own that city. Are you just going to stay here? Montgomery, the rest of your life just get redder and redder like your dad? No, but like that's what just about it. All like... those app, what about all those app companies for all those hoverboards you were gonna develop? What about those apps? Oh, I was gonna make so many apps. 
See, but that's the problem is that, like, if I get married, am I still going to be able to do any of those? Paul Hell, says I'm not. Hells yeah, and you're going to have an amazing woman by your side. So, wait a sec. So, are you telling. So, there wasn't even a fight. So, Rose just called and said, no, no, or. Have you told Rose yet? No, I. It's something you got to tell her in person, you know? I'm just. I'm getting. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm going to finish this drink and then I'm going to go. Then. Then maybe you do have to do it face to face. If you want, do you want me to do it face to face? Would you do that for me? I don't know if you're in the shape right now, man. Something inappropriate might slide out. I don't want you to lose your chance like this with someone who's as head over heels for her as you are for her. Okay, yeah, make me a roll to see if he... If, if your words convince him to let you go, or if you've just empowered him to go talk right now before he gets any drunker. You got it. We're gonna do one or two die for this. Two dice. Just making sure. Yep. That is an eight. Excellent. Wait, no, what's the highest dice? That's, it's, it's... Yeah, you pick the highest dice on uh, how well you do. That is correct. Uh, both are four. We got a double four. Okay. I'm gonna say because you got two dice, I also rolled a four, which means something weird happens. That's okay. We got with it. We got this. <laughs> I don't have a Polaroid to keep checking if my siblings are gonna start vanishing. Okay. Yeah, so you convince him. I'll say you convince him. Okay. You head outside. You are grabbed from behind. Oh, someone's going to regret that. Uh, well, you start to like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you start to like fight your way out and they put you into the most expert um full Nelson. Like you're like this is textbook. The only person I know that could do a full Nelson this well is and you turn around and you're staring at yourself. Oh, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> Is, does does he look does he look my age currently? Yeah, and he's a little looks a little drunker, just a little bit. I have got to be kidding me. Okay, what's the deal? I just got here. When are you? Twenty minutes, an hour tops. Listen, I'm breaking the rules here. You know that. Paul's gonna keep talking to him if you don't go back in there, and you don't take care of Paul in a big way. However you want to do that. What is what is Paul's deal? Is he is he rogue? Is he part of the continuum? He wants Rose. That's as, it's as simple as that. He wants to get with Rose and he figures he figures if he breaks up the wedding while they're drunk, it's an easy way to slip in there. He's just a skis. Are you fucking kidding? I got to go Shakespeare on his ass? Yeah. I properly crack both hands. All right. Uh, get out of here before someone recognizes us. All right. Don't forget to come back here and tell yourself all that. I gotta go back and tell myself that. Okay, so I think I gotta put that down on my character sheet as my yet. Yes. Right? <laughs> Got it. Grab self. Wait, let me let me rephrase that. Hang on. Grab myself from okay. behind. Okay. So so Got what's it. so what's your plan to take out to 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 take care of Paul in this moment? That's gonna end up being his car. Do I see Paul's car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. It's. It's a neat, it's a stanza. And it's a little bit rusty, but the license plate says Paul Rocks. Yeah. Oh my god, same. Same from high school. Yep. The it, same plate. Yep. yep. He's transferred it between, it's, it's, and it's bent up too. Like, it's been through some accidents, and he has salvaged that specific plate. Yeah, well, very simple. Uh, that plate is, uh, gonna come off, uh, 
quick popping off with uh, my Swiss Army knife. Here's my goal. My goal is to sabotage that engine so Paul can't leave, essentially. Okay. Not only that, uh, if I can find a car alarm, I'm gonna be... I'm gonna try to smash the uh, back window and drive out of there. Paul's gonna be a bit too distracted with what's missing from my car. Hang on, now let's look inside. Is there anything inside, like just a, a bag or a book bag, something that it would make sense, someone elbowed their way into the car, yanked it from the parking lot, and made a getaway? There is a duffel bag full of Matchbox 20 D uh, V8, er, cassettes. <laughs> there we go, that's the media form we were looking at. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's only 2016. He'll he'll end up tr probably pawning it off. Oh, man, I hate to do this to someone. Uh, I hate to do this to myself or someone like me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to end up being his downfall. I'm going to have to be so yep. cold on this one. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to wrap my elbow up in... Push, uh, push in is coming my, to shove. Push coming to shove. You know it. I am going to elbow into the car. I'm going to grab the duffel bag. I'm going to run to my car and peel off. I'm, okay. ho I'm hoping fire I'm hoping that there's an alarm. If there's not, I'm going to call the local police and say that someone's breaking into a bunch of cars in the bar's parking lot. Okay. So, make me a roll to see how that plan goes off. I'm going to give you 3 dice on this one. Because because you traveled back to tell yourself that. However, you are also however after this you're still going to need to go back and talk to yourself or else you're going to have to roll paradox. You're absolutely right. Highest dice rolled is a five. I got a five, a three, and a one. Okay. You successfully, uh, you successfully break the engine. You successfully break the wind, like the, you break the window, the alarm goes off, you grab the cassettes. Before you get to your car, Paul is out there and he sees you and he's like, I knew it! I knew you were jealous of me! We're doing this! Oh my And it comes oh at you. <laughs> I feel like I just, I don't have a choice. Let me see, if I choke him out, there are a couple places I can I can definitely drive him. He, either way, unconscious, he's going to end up in the back of my yeah. car. All right, let's and he And unconscious, he's out of the situation, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to get uh. this, I'm going to try to get him in a, cho in a, ch in a chokehold. Okay, give me a roll, two dice. By all means. <laughs> Let me show you what I learned in Iran, son. Highest dice is a six. My highest, my dice was a one. He like, so he basically like comes at you with his arms out, <laughs> almost inviting you to like lock to like put him in a in a in a full, in a textbook full Nelson, the kind that you just showed your, the kind that you just ec perfectly executed on yourself. It's and he's good. like, out, he's out in second because he's already drunk. It's good to get this kind of practice. All right, he like it or not is going in the back of my car, and I'm gonna drive to Roses. Okay. You you get to the hotel. It is a days in. Do they still have days in? Yeah, it's a days in. It might be the last days in, but they but it's a days in. <laughs> Ninety ninety five. You are an ever evolving beast. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so you pull up. Um, you pull up. You ask for a rose at the front desk. They give you they give you a room number. And. Actually, what happens is you walk into the lobby, and Rose, with some of, like, Jack's extended family, all, like, come walking in to the lobby at the same time, and she, she's just beaming, and she's like, Rick, 
Oh, you made it! Oh, have you talked to Jack? Have you- did you go to the bar? Have you talked to Jack? He's gonna be so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you! Oh my gosh! Ah, uh, I'm happy to see you too. Rose, come on, bring it in, bring it in. Where are we- where are we going? Abs- and- alright. I think she gives you the- just the biggest, warmest hug. So here's the- so here's the deal, guys. I just left, uh, I just left Jack at the bar. Um, I think we overdid it a little bit. I was hoping to, uh, just, uh, run, in, run into you guys bef before we headed out. Everyone is still at the bar, moderately celebrating. Um, when is the rehearsal dinner, guys? Because I, I just got into town maybe uh, three hours ago, and I didn't even think to ask him. Rehearsal dinner, is that later tonight, or is that tomorrow? That's going to be tomorrow evening. You got it. Let me just make a note here on, on my doc, as I as I definitely make a, make a note on that bad boy. Mm -hmm. Jack's in. Jack's feeling the jitters. I got to admit to you right now, gang. It's... That's cute. He's got he's got the jitters. That's cute, and uh, everybody there starts like skittering, like. <laughs> so I think it might be up to it might be up to our white princess here to ride in on the horse and sweep our knight off his feet. What do you say, guys? Let's give him the surprise of his life. Let's. You always knew just how to brighten Jack's day. You you two you you should have always been the best man. I don't know why he tried to choose anyone else. I can't hold a candle to Danny. Blood is blood. Let's head out right now, guys. How we feel about that? Yay! Everybody's cheer. Everybody's cheering. They're like, they're pushing Rose out the door, and she's like, Great. "No, who's got an Uber? Because my car is out of commission." <laughs> Actually, um, Jack's uncle, Jack's uncle Phil, like, he's like, "Yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll drive." And you load into, you load into his minivan. You head back over to the bar. Jack is just stumbling out. He and Rose have, like, he, he, Rose stops him. He starts to be like, it's, I think it's too soon, babe. I just don't think. And she just gives him a big, deep kiss. And everybody, like, all the people at the bar are cheering. And it's, it's a big, successful moment. I feel it's a great success that I've abandoned my mother's car at the day's end with, <laughs> uh, with an unconscious. He's going to wake up to one of the worst headaches, hangovers of his life. And oh, I'm without a doubt. Yeah, I'm happy to see Paul just snoozing it off because tomorrow's gonna suck for him it sure is oh shit and now that i'm here i want to make sure that they go into the bar i'm gonna step back let me think i've got 40, 40 minutes i'm gonna go back 40 minutes choke out myself let them know the plan and and warp myself back maybe f five minutes after i left look at the clock now sync up so i should right. be okay with that gonna go back 40 or so minutes there i am Full Nelson. I give. What, I give. What the shit? I give the. I give the password. You gotta be shitting me. Lincoln tits. Yeah. Hey, it's me. Heads up. What? What? What time are you from? Maybe forty minutes, an hour or so from now. Okay. What's the deal? Long story short, you're you're hearing it from me because I'm gonna hear it from you in a little bit. All right. Paul's, Paul's just here to sabotage. Paul wants Rose. I'm not making this up. You mean I gotta go Shakespeare on this? You gotta go Shakespeare on this bastard. Whatever you wanna do to his car, go for it. I personally left him in the backseat of our car, unconscious at, at the Days Inn where Rose is staying. Backseat of the car, Days Inn, Rose, got it. Alright, good luck. Cool. Alright, warp forward an hour plus two minutes. Got there in the parking lot. Let's rejoin everybody inside. Okay, one disaster successfully averted. Damn. That was a perfectly successful time travel, time travel operation. Well done. 
Uh, I mean, I mean for right now, but like, who knows what evil the catering gig or the. Uh... Oh yeah, you've still got, you've still got the rest of the weekend. I just mean like getting re- like that moment was a successful, as a real successful Gemini event. Oh man, yep. Here we go. Time to cop this time. Friday, a.m. Rehearsal dinner. Beep. So it's Friday. Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Mm-hmm. Everybody is running around. Where are you? Where are you staying at? While you're in town, are you at the Days Inn or are you somewhere else? Yeah, I'm gonna end up uh, picking up a room at the Days Inn as well. I don't need to let my uh, I don't need need to let my mom know that I'm in just yet. I may end up staying over with her Friday night, but for right now, I gotta keep a close eye on Rose. Just sure. the just the fact that I already ran into myself means something else might come along. So paranoia is telling me, just stick around at the Days Inn, and as friendly as I can, I've got to hover around the bride. Okay. Now, here's where I want to go into the idea of yet in So Now You're a Time Traveler. Because you have a few pieces of yet for the wedding, for things that, that you know have to go off without a hitch. That is correct. Um, so yet is a catalog of things from your personal future. Due to various time travel time tie jinks, you're likely to make sh- you you likely know some things about your own future and about like the immediate future of what happens in the scenario. So you have a few anecdotes that haven't come to pass yet. So why don't you go over what the the four things that you know are coming from this wedding? Absolutely. One is I watch myself choke out the mother of the bride. You know, I've just I've never seen it in a film before. I'm hoping to see it. I think it was in one of those um, uh, Jennifer Lopez movies. Number two, I drive past a busted party bus filled with attendees for the wedding. Part uh, the third thing on my list is fire alarm is pulled during the best man speech. Number four, and this is the ultimate goal of the mission. Rose and Jack get married. Come hell or high water, I return having smoked my cigarette break and I'm good to go. But no yes. matter what, I gotta make sure those two get married. Yes. It is a critical time stream event. So, you are, you're prepping, you're, you're prepping everything. Everything is seemingly going well. When Rose bursts into the hallway screaming, screaming, you're out, you're out. Everyone is out of this wedding. I do not care. I don't... Everyone... You... I don't want to see you anywhere near the wedding. This was to my face. No, no, no. You just hear this in the hall. And she's, like, storming off. She's real mad. Oh, no. Okay. This is not the rose you saw last night. Let's... Let's do... Let's do some cover-up. Who is standing in the hallway? Are they friends from college? Are they... Are they... Uh, cl- are they close to, to Rose's family? Jack's family? It, it is the mother of the bride. It is oh. Donna. It is Donna Delancey, Rose's mother. And she's just standing there completely befuddled, like, I don't know what I did. It's, uh, hi, it's it's Donna, right? Uh, sorry, uh, best man, Rick Branson. Are you okay? Do you need I, tissues? I have tissues. I thought Danny room. was the best man. Yeah, uh, Danny's out of, uh, Danny's out of commission. He just hurt his leg badly on the job. Sorry, I was Jack's roommate all four years. All four years at Penn State, I I, I just had to move up the totem suddenly. Uh, well, it's it's nice to meet you, I guess. It's it's nice to it's nice to meet you. Are you okay? 
Yeah, I just... I was I was fixing... She had a run on her dress, and I was fixing it, and she saw me fixing it, and she freaked out, and she ran off. I don't know. Okay, basic, misunder basic misunderstanding. Who doesn't blow up this soon This soon to the wedding with, with all these pressures on it? Do you, do you want do you want me to, to to go after her? Yeah, I would probably be helpful. I feel like I'm just going to make the situation worse. Absolutely. Um where's where is the dress if I may ask? I mean, clearly Jack doesn't need to see it. Is it a is it a larger t Yeah, come on come on over. Just uh, you know, mind the undergarments, I guess. Totally. Are you, are you you're not a weirdo, are you? Oh, I hope not. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So the two of you walk in, you look at the dress, and it looks perfect. Whatever she, whatever seams she fixed, she fixed it 110%. Okay, doesn't seem to be any sabotage, there's no massive rip. This looks great. All right. Yeah, I, th I thought it looked pretty good, I, but I mean, I shame I won't get to see it, because we both know Rose, she's not going to want me at that wedding. You're the, mo you're the mother of the bride, Donna. What's happening? She's just, she's freaking out. She's got the stress. She's being a bridezilla. You know that show Bridezilla on I TLC, do. I think it is? We, yep, I have a feeling TLC will be around for many, many years. <laughs> many years. Yeah. So, so that's the situation, is that the mother of the bride, who you know has to be at the wedding, is no longer allowed at the wedding. So how are you gonna? Not necessar not necessarily. The wedding can still go off. I'm gonna I'm gonna head down. I'm gonna run down and try to run into Rose. So if Rose's condition is that she doesn't want her mother at the wedding, that's okay. We can still get them married. It just means I need to take her out of the picture as well. All right. But first off, I need to see exactly what is troubling Rose. What does she have at the moment against her mother? Whether this is something long-term or short-term. Sure. Just make me a roll, and then we'll kind of see what you what what you say or what you get out of her from there. You Absolutely. find her in the lobby. She's smoking a cigarette, which she hasn't smoked in years. Yeah. How'd she get cigarettes? All right, rolling one die, and I get a three. How did you get a How did she get a cigarette? It's a day's in. I assume the front desk gives out cigarettes at a day's end. I got a two, so you're good. Yeah, so what do you want? So you want to know why she had a problem, why, why she's actually upset. So you talk to her for a little bit, and at first she's real combative. She's like, did she send you? I bet she sent you. She doesn't even know you. Why would she send you? Ugh, that's just like her. And then you t And then you talk to her a little bit, and she's like, she just didn't, it was that she didn't ask. It, she just started, like, sewing up the dress, and if she had asked, I'd have been fine with it, because she's really good at sewing. It just, she makes assumptions, you know? She just assumes things. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the, what's the big issue that she's assuming now? For just the that she, it was, she bought, she, she decided what, what was going to be served at, at the, at the rehearsal dinner, and it's, that's my decision. And I, that's, I guess that's just been, especially with the rehearsal dinner coming up, that's just been irritating me ever since. I don't know. It sounds dumb saying it out loud. I'm, I'm going to light her second cigarette for her. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Breathe it in. You deserve it. 
We can bleach the, we can bleach the teeth in Listerine later on for for Jack's sake, but no, oh, trust me, I know all about bleaching the teeth with Listerine. But to just say no to her at the wedding, maybe give her an hour, let her calm down. Maybe we can just give her something to do with her hands. She's got to be as nervous as you. I hate that you're so smart. You know that you're a real. I hate. Yeah, I... let's do that. Fine. I hate that. That's the first time I've heard someone say that. So yeah. So they um. So what is what is what is her mother assigned to doing? What meanie what like menial but detailed thing? Great seamstress, great handwriting. I'm gonna ask if uh, we if uh, Rose can convince her mom to handwrite um, the guest names that go on the table. Maybe the font just doesn't work right, or the font now clashes. She's now much more into the sort of calligraphy um, that maybe her mom can do. Oh, that's a really that's really smart. Mom! And she's, like, already off. So, crisis averted. The mother of the bride will be at the wedding. Where she will be choked out, I guess. We'll see. She'll walk in. She'll either walk into it or, or be mistaken. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, man. I mean, I know this, but Rick Branson doesn't necessarily. All right. We got to get ourselves to the rehearsal dinner. Is the rehearsal dinner... Now, is that going to be in town? Is it toward the venue? Is it going to be, is it at someone's house? Um, it is. Actually, at that moment, um, Uncle Phil walks up to you and he's like, hey, I got to show you something. I got to show you something. We got to head, we're, we're heading, everybody's getting ready. I got to show you the bus. You got to see this. It's pretty cool. I, uh, I got, I got a deal and I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah, and he so. shows you the bus and it's top of the line. It is brand new. It, you're not even sure why they would be renting this bus out instead of using it for commercial purposes. But huh. there's no way that this bus is going to break down. <laughs> there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell this bus breaks down. Who knew At that least. Tesla got into the party bus industry? Yeah. That was his plan all along. Yeah, and now you're kind of kicking yourself for saving his life that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened. Oh, man, now it has to. <laughs> So that's the current fire to put out is that you know that you know that you've got to you know that this bus has to break down. I oh yep. All right. Cuz we got to do that story. That's part of the story that I end up telling at the best man speech anyway. Ah jeez. Well, it looks it looks fantastic, Phil. Um say where is the I'm just going to chat him up ask where the rehearsal dinner is. Have they gone over um the or, the order yet? Um I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to ask for a roll for this. I'm going to give you two dice as you are trying to distract. I'm going to say you're just you're distracting him. The, the, the failure thing will be that everything is buttoned up and perfect. Mm-hmm. I got, I got a four and I got a one. Okay. okay so you're good. I got a two. Oh, all right. All yeah. Right. So you, you, you go, you ask him if, if the order has been put in and he's like, God damn it, Marie! And he walks off. And he walks off. Like, did the order get put in yet? Do they know I like my steak rare? 2016, first edition Tesla. Okay, okay. I think that means blue wire and those things overheat like a bitch. If I shut down the radiator, trusty, trusty Swiss Army knife. Best thing to come out of that country. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Under panel, under panel, under panel. Fuck, side panel, side panel. Okay. So, that thing should overheat. Okay. All right. 
Now make me a roll to see if it goes off if it goes off accordingly. Got it. One two or dice. two. Two dice. Coming your way. I got a three. Ah, uh, I got a one and I got a six. Perfect. So yeah, you not only do you pull it off, do you you pull the thing that you are certain is gonna like fry the fry it. You're also able to like. It's not that you, you don't break it. Is is what I'm gonna say for the six. Like you get an extra thing because you roll. You get an extra thing. You pu- so you actually like pull a piece. You pull a cord that you know is not only going to like cause the car, the bus to like capital letters, capital B, capital D break down. Mm. You know that like all it's gonna take is plugging it in. So you're gonna seem like a wizard. <laughs> all right. Come on, give it to me. Break down. I'll take you through the night. Here we so, go. So yeah. So you drive in. You you the you 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 wait a little bit because you know you have to be driving in separately because that's the way the yet works. It is. Yeah, that means I can't get to the rehearsal dinner on time and see if there's anything else to sabotage. But all right, let's let's take let's resolve this uh, this bus at least. All right. Yeah. So you drive up. You you see the bus break down. You pull over in front of it. You fix it, like, you plug it back in, and now, do you do it right away? Like, do you make it seem like, oh, it was just a simple fix, or do you take a little bit of time to be like, let me see if I can make this work? I'm going to take time, and of all things, I'm going to pretend that I'm calling Paul Cafferty reluctantly, and he's going to walk us through it. So it's gonna Oh, be that's one of so the- good. It's going to be a weird, yay Rick, yay Paul moment. Everyone cheer for the dude on the phone. Everybody. All right, all right. Thank you so much, big guy. Yeah, exactly what happens. The bus starts up. It actually goes a little bit faster, and 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 so they're like, "Wow, this is this is actually, or at least they think it does." It, it's the thing where they're like, "Wow, this is great, Rick. You must have made this car even better." That Paul's a great mechanic. Uh, you get to the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. Everything goes off without a hitch. Okay. Feeling good. Yeah. Saturday morning, the ceremony. That sounds so ominous. I know, right? <laughs> what could possibly? Let's do this. You are. You're at this, like botan- the uh, the botanical gardens. That is correct. Yes. Um, actually, no. I know exactly where you are. You're at because you're in Montgomery, so that's not super far. Yeah, that's not super far from like Amish country. No, so think, not at all. Where so I think where... you're at like a really nice Amish, like a nice like I think you're in Amish country at this really quaint little like Amish garden situation. Yeah, we would be about uh, like we're we're a half an hour outside of Lancaster. Yeah, so you're so you that's that's where the, the actual ceremony is happening. They have okay. found this really quaint little like spot. And there's cobblestone streets and horses and buggies, and it's real cute. Okay, fair enough. And it just perfectly fits Rose. Yeah, this looks great. This yeah. looks great. All right, we got all the we got all the frat boys in order. Rose has maid of honor. Rose has brides. This really couldn't. This could. This could go okay. What is the situation? Uh, with her, with their fathers and moms. Older generation, if they're going to drop anything, it's going to be the wedding day, especially if cocktail hour is as early in the day as it has to be. 
So maybe I slipped so, away during the during this during the uh, uh, photographs of the party that they take before uh, before the actual ceremony. So the situation with the parents is they're there and they're like cheerful and helpful. The mother like stands up to give a speech, and here's where the situation goes sideways. You are watching this, and you've got a tear in your eye. She's given some really... She's not the most eloquent woman, but she's give, She's had some really nice sentiment. Now, just so I know for timing, are we are we even before the ceremony itself, or is this... Uh, is this, this is during the ceremony. They've, like, they've given a moment to the mother and father. Okay, very good. Which And in the middle of this really nice, simple, but meaningful speech... Mm-hmm. You come through the church doors, moving towards the mother. Oh, no. Why Why am I there? I make eye contact with myself since I would still be standing in the, in the order. Has anyone else noticed me yet? No, everyone is listening to the mother. You are, and you're, like, in the back of the room, kind of crouching behind a plant, like, checking your watch. I'm trying to make as direct eye contact with myself as possible. I can't, uh, I can't excuse myself for the bathroom okay. right now. Roll me three dice. Okay. To try to, like, signal to yourself not to, not to stop this, or not to enact this thing that, that should or maybe shouldn't happen. You're not 100% sure. But whatever it is, the changes in the time stream make it seem like Maybe this one didn't need to happen after all. Or at least that's how it seems right now. We'll see, because the worst thing I need to do right now is to introduce everybody to the concept of my imaginary evil twin or time travel <laughs> right now, because no one learns about time travel for another 20 years. Yeah. I've got... Oh, thank God. Uh, five, six, six. Fabulous. Thank you, you extra life dice. You, um... He, you, you, he, he, you, like, taps the watch. And is like, he's, he's very confused because in his, in his mind, this should, this, you, you know that this is a thing that has to happen. So he, like, taps the watch to be like, I sent you a message. Oh, no. And he's like, and so you check the watch and it says, if she finishes voicing her objection... The, then the marriage, then the wedding doesn't happen and everything falls apart. Oh no. So you're gonna need to signal to him that, that this is not an objection speech before he gets up there and, and starts choking. Okay. Okay. I gotta, I gotta somehow signal with my hands cutesy like I'm hold, like I'm holding up a heart and then as directly as I can, I contact myself, uh, by the plant pointing to, pointing to Donna. It just looks doofy as all hell, but sure. Heart, she, connection. I'm, I'm, I'm like binding, twisting my two, um, hooking my two pinkies together. Love, double thumbs up. Okay, roll me two dice for that. Okay. Oh, please listen to me, me. I got a three and a five. Feeling yep. good. He stops. He like looks around. He pulls out a little notepad. Flips through it, kind of like looks at the notepad, looks like flips the page, wherein it stops saying like objection speech. Flips to the page to come into the room, 
see myself, wave myself like away, and he's like, oh, and he like gives you a thumbs up and and disappears out of there. Oh my gosh, why am I showing up twice in one wedding? Okay, gotta stay very close to these kids. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. Now, now, that yet doesn't resolve. It just changes to be on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have to find time to, like, come to the other side, make it appear like you're going to choke out the bride, and then sig- and then be like, oh, okay. Okay. Keep that in mind. Yep. So I'm, I, so I'm going to put a star next to that one because I've got to set aside the time to ensure that I do that. Otherwise, we're going to have some paradox whiplash. But at the moment, looks like ceremonies gone over okay yeah the ceremony wraps up it's beautiful it is it's a dream come true for really everyone involved and it's you just gotta love a really nice wedding yeah okay so cocktail hour I'm gonna fake anything that I'm drinking I want to stay sharp I don't want to see me again yeah so at the the cocktail hour starts and you see someone in the back of the you see two people in the back of the room Somebody on Jack's side and somebody on Rose's side. And suddenly everything clicks into place. You see, Jack and Rose never told you that both of their parents, that both of their, like, extended families included foreign dignitaries. Indignitaries. Foreign dignitaries that you know are going to, like, negotiate major peace talks in the future. And the part of that is going to be because they're friends and they're related, so they, like, have a relationship and are more invested in, like, they're more empathetic because they know each other. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's, 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 it's neat to see these people before we sort of officially meet, as it were. Right. Huh. That's, that is neat to recognize them. Yeah. They look a little younger. They look a little bit... They look a little bit more jaded, almost like this wedding uh, lifts their spirits a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it really all kind of clicks into place that uh, this is kind of um, you're, the Gemini events kind of start to start to fall into place a little bit mm-hmm. about why this is such an important timeline event. Yeah, you're not kidding. So speeches start. Father of the bride gives his speech. A little corny, a couple dad jokes, but it's OK. Hands the mic off. He's like, all right, Rick, hope you got a good speech. We know it was last minute, but, uh, you know, you were always a funny guy. Oh, shit, I don't remember taking the time to write a best man speech. Oh, shit, I never took the time to write a best man speech. Okay, this is, no, I've, 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 I've improv, I've improvised before. Well, you can improvise or you have a few tricks up your sleeve. Uh, taking the mic, I'm... Uh, when in doubt, junior year story, the junior year bender, uh, when we, we hadn't just saved the net, the Nittany line from being defaced right before, uh, the wrestling season took in, we were able through the entire fraternity coming together, lift the statue of the lion and turn it 180 degrees where it was. It, it was a prank that had never been pulled off before and it almost wouldn't, and it almost wouldn't have gone off. I'm not gonna say Jack talked us out of doing this this insane idea. I'm gonna say he did delay the idea 
because of the violent dry heaving and vomiting he was taking because this was the very first time that he and Rose had planned. Okay, you know what? It's, be it's best if I don't end that speech publicly right now. <laughs> Uh, you guys don't. You guys can fill in your imagination. We're here today. <laughs> There's a certain stream of events. Long story short, Lion is still facing the West. You know why? Because it's about where we go. Sometimes it's about where we start. Sometimes it's about where we go. Some things you can promise. Sun gonna rise. There's gonna be gravity. Death and or taxes. TLC, the TLC network. And these kids. I'm so happy to know you both. Roll me two dice to see how the, to see what the crowd reaction is. And if while giving your speech, you notice something important. Uh, oh, I've got a four and a three. Okay. So the speech goes over okay. Uh, However, just before you get to the end, the fire alarm goes off. Let's hear it for... And everybody is, like, confused and kind of, like, dejectedly shuffling out. And, like, you look around, there's definitely no fire. Somebody pulled that alarm. And moreover, the rest of the day just does not go off the way that it you feel like it should. I mean, we can just shuffle everybody back under the... All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go around and check the fire alarm, see if they have been pulled. Because at this point, you're gonna have the the DJ's gonna start setting up little disco ball. That's gonna mimic the red and blue lights because it takes the fire department a good 20 minutes to show up. They can't by law let people back into the building. Nuts to them. I'm gonna sneak into the bathroom and run to the back of the barn and play basically play eye games with myself during the ceremony right. get back okay cross that star off just make sure that that's not gonna happen get right you took care of that yep get back see if i can avoid the firemen as they run i need to know where that alarm was pulled you you see the alarm that got pulled you see it and moreover you're looking at this alarm and the firemen are kind of shuffling everybody into one space, and but because you snuck around back, like you're not with them, you're you're in a position to see something, to see uh like exactly what has messed up the rest of this day, that you may have the opportunity to like fix, if you use your if you use your gifts. Hmm. You see a Nissan Stanza pulls pull away, and you see just well just as it turns, you see that license plate. He got it back. Son of a bitch. Ah, uh, well, the worst... Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not the one who pulled the fire alarm. Chad was the one who pulled the fire alarm. But the fire alarm has to go off, and this wedding has to go off. Hang on. They've had the ceremony. They've signed the paper. They are legally married. But this... Uh, we gotta save this day somehow. But if I go back and choke out Chad... Here's my situation. If I go back and just stop Chad one more time, I don't know. I don't know if if his brain's gonna be happy to lose that much oxygen two days in a row. But more importantly, this has to happen. the The wedding almost has to end on a weird downer note. It's good. So something spectacular really has to come out of this one. So what's your spectacular plan? I need to go back. I'm gonna okay. go. I, I'm gonna go back. I'm going to go back like two and a half days from where I'm standing. 
because I need to return the I need to return the car to the driveway before I show up there Thursday to steal the car. I'm gonna okay. head my I'm gonna head myself to I need to head to Target. I need to head to a Costco's. I need to head to a place where I can get massive amounts of bubble juice. Okay. There's a um, There's a Sam's Club. Okay. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick up a ridiculous amount, something like five or six gallons. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up at I'm gonna pick up no less than twelve um bubble guns. Alright. Alright. Gonna take gonna take these bubble guns. I'm gonna and now with with that supply, I'm gonna talk it over I'm gonna talk it over with Rose. I'm gonna see if she and the bridesmaids want to, as an ultimate surprise to Jack, during my speech, load the place with bubbles. Everyone is going to have a bubble gun on, and no matter what, if I pull that alarm, even if we have to go outside, we're going to open the windows, hear the DJ, and bubble blast. Because bubbles in the middle of a, of a fire engine going off, the, the reds and the blues, that still is a party to me. Roll me three dice. Okay. This is going to be... <laughs> This I got a three, so it's so you're so. All right, here we go. First dice chance. is a two. Second dice is a three. Third dice, you son of a. Third dice is a two. All right. So, my question to you: You have to go back a third. Like, okay, my question. Okay, I know exactly what happens. Oh no. Thursday, the bar trip. Mm-hmm. You pull up. Mm-hmm. As you're pulling up, you pee, you step out of the car just in time to see yourself appear. Like that first appearance. That is correct. Do you approach yourself and lay out the plan, or do you hide? I have to I I have to approach myself but I have to we have to go around the restaurant. We we cannot be seen together. Right. So he walks you around back. You walk around back. What do you say to yourself? We're going to run into a paradox situation. Chad is going to pull the fire alarm during our speech. It's going to be impromptu. It's going to be fine. Just just tell the 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 turning the Nitaly line story blah blah blah. I just well, I could probably write a better speech than that. I've got 3 days. I'll keep it in mind, but I'll write a better speech. You say that, but we get occupied. Here's the deal. That fire alarm has to go off. We can't prevent that. It's going to put us a dour mood on everybody. But we're still going to be outside in a parking lot in Amish country. We're still going to have rave lights of the fire engines that show up. I just purchased. I, I just spent a lot of our bonus. I just spent the last $500 on five gallons of bubble juice and about a dozen or so bubble guns. I'm gonna let, I just got back from letting Rose know, and she okayed it, that we're gonna launch bubbles during my speech so that they have the guns and they can launch the bubble guns in the parking lot under the rave lights of the fire engine. It's bizarre, but the only way we can keep this wedding ending on a good night, and I'm just gonna flat out tell him who is uh, who attends the wedding that we need. Okay. So oh, see, oh, oh. Yeah, they have to get married. That's what I said. We have to end this well. Bubbles. Just like when we Bubbles. over flooded 
the laundry room freshman year, the first time that Jack and Rose met. Oh, that's going to be a real, that's going to be real cute. It's our only, I can't believe I'm saying this, but bubble guns are our only bet right now. Okay. Bubble guns. I'm going to write that down. Bubble guns. Okay. Okay, I got to go to the bar. I'm, give, give me your keys. I don't want to go inside. And mom's, mom's, mom's in there. Oh, you're right. All right, all right. Go, 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 go. I'll, I'll just uh, swoof my way there. Okay. And I'm gonna. You hear? Uh, Rick is that? And then you're, and then you're back in the present. Okay. And you appear just in time for like the lights and the sirens, and you look around and there's bubbles everywhere. You, you be, between using two heads being better than one, everything went off without a hitch. I'm gonna end standing on the on the on the fire truck, bubble guns in hand, launching down at the bride and groom, and we're and uh, we're gonna mimic the uh, the hot the hot fuzz sequence, as mm-hmm. was our thing. We bonded over the Cornetto trilogy. Perfect. You do that. You um, as you're doing that, you get a look at your watch. You uh, you see the um, like it tells you a few different timelines, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, you gotta go. Cigarette break. Well, Lisa could. Yep, Lisa. Lisa. She's never gonna let him go. Nope. I can, I can say that about my Jack and Rose. <laughs> so yeah, you appear back. They're like, you took a few extra minutes, but it. We understand. You know, it's imprecise. I understand. And they hand you a mission folder, and that's game. I pull out the bubble gun and shoot for the sky. Perfect. <laughs> but Fantastic. I, I I got scared there at uh at this 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 massive insane on the fly time travel plot and you know I've got three chances to roll over but because I was hitting so many I was hitting so many sixes, mm-hmm. uh, my immediate terror was my luck has just run out. This, this this can't go well. I mean, had we extended it to to something else, and it's such a it's such a quick fun system that by limiting us to a mutually known setting, such as the mm-hmm. the, the the area and just a few days of say a wedding, it really it really helps you pull into the mechanics so that if one or even a couple more friends wanted to play this, yeah, you could, you could definitely run through more of either the slapsticky Bill and Ted time travel or more of like the Jack Bauer scenario. But I love that this game does not say anything about tone or initial setting. Yeah, I like that it's just like here are the base mechanics you need to like do time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's how you do like skill resolution. Go. Yeah. Because like it's such a broad genre that like I really appreciate that they don't try to be like be like time travel has consequences or time travel has no consequences <laughs> without a doubt this was one of the many um games that uh, uh two page rpgs that i found at i think it's topsecretrpg.net they were having a two page rpg contest and this ended up being something that really caught my eye it wasn't one of the winners which the winners are excellently composed two-page RPGs. But this was just light and fun, and I am I am grateful as all heck that, that you selected it for me. Oh, it's... Um, thank you for for bringing it to my attention, because I loved it. <laughs> well, Thanks so much for coming on Party of oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It was my absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast. Real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you online? 
That's going to be a YouTube.com slash Uncle Yo, Facebook.com slash Uncle Yo. I am most likely performing at a convention near you sometime the upcoming year. The weekly narrative serial horror podcast in the tradition of Welcome to Night Vale. Within the Wires, Alice Isn't Dead, set in, for you RPG fans, the new World of Darkness. It's called Chroniclers of Darkness. And we are, we are just about wrapping up our Vampire the Requiem story. And the listeners get to decide after every six episodes what game we take over next for the narrative. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I got to get back to the future. So, um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on Party of One. I'm going to head back. Absolute pleasure. Live, laugh, and glomp. Remember trash can, trash can, trash can. Trash can, got it. All right, here we go. One, two, three, time travel. All right, we're back. That was fun. I'm a natural at this. Thanks to Uncle Yo for coming on to the show. Be sure to check out Chroniclers of Darkness at wearethegeek.libsyn.com. Check out Uncle Yo at uncleyo.com and follow him on Twitter at Uncle Yo. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow this show at Party of One Pod. Then hop over to Facebook and like the show at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. And if you love the show, consider telling a friend. iTunes reviews, social media shoutouts, and word of mouth recommendations help the show to grow bigger, better, and do cooler and cooler things. Speaking of iTunes... Shout out to Shiver Me Timbers 1, which is DM Chris from the Dungeon Masters Block Podcast, Silent Kev, which is Kevin from Everything is Awesome, and Thrack the Cyclops for leaving five-star iTunes reviews. I really appreciate it. Also, I wanted to sincerely thank everyone for the response to the Party of One... Wait, hold on, let me check the... That hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Sorry. Forget I said anything. (laughs) Time travel, you know how it is. Um... Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. This episode edited by Jeff Storm. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lies by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. Speaking of Mega Ran, the album RNDM is one year old. You should absolutely check it out if you haven't. It is a tremendous album, and it is important to me, not just because the theme song for the show comes from the album, but it is just a beautiful album about making art and being an artist, and it's introspective and funny and the beats are really really great check it out you can find the link to it in the show notes i think that you'll love it if you check it out until next time party people thank you for listening and party on never gonna die no one never gonna die you can hear my words in this song it'll play on after i'm gone Trash can? Why trash can? Oh, God. Oh, this time travel thing is disagreeing with me. Oh. Oh, God. Trash can. Trash can? Trash can?